So here's what we're doing. In case you missed it when I said it last week, we are creating a tool for you to use for your own personal growth, but more than that, to help other people follow Jesus. And I don't want you to be intimidated today. You're thinking, oh no, I'm not a missionary. I'm not Billy Graham. I'm not, you know. I, 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 you think about it like this. Think about it like this. Uh, uh, Sunday, it's okay if I use you as a personal illustration. Yeah, sure. Sunday and I, I, I always, always remember, and I've said it dozens of times, the first thing I ever remember you saying to me is, we are here for Charlotte. You remember that? That's, I think that might have been one of the first things you ever said to me. Over nine years ago, and and here's Charlotte all growing up and growing up, and that is one of the most powerful instincts anybody can have. You wanted to be a good grandma, didn't you? And you wanted to be a good influence on Charlotte. So if Charlotte ever came to you and said, Grandma, how can I make pie? You'd figure it out. And if she said to you, you know, hey, Grandma, I need a little money for my dance lessons, you'd you'd hit Ed up for the money. I mean, you'd find the money from your own hard work, um, right? You would you'd do that. And if she said, Grandma, I'm not sure how to get to heaven, you would tell her, wouldn't you? Yeah, Amen. You wouldn't give that to somebody else. You'd say, here, come here, sit down. I'll, I'll explain that to you. You see what I'm saying? So we have people, you, do, you see what I'm saying? If you don't like nod or look interested, I, I don't know if I, I have to repeat things. Do you want me to repeat things? No, no. Lois is going to tell me today, please don't threaten the people. You know, they pay us, so don't threaten them. Be nice to the people. I'm, okay, I, I can hear you. She, she didn't say that. Anyway, we want to make sure that we can tell people directions to have an episode. Young one time, he said something like, hey, you know, the way to such and such. He goes, yeah, yeah. he's down on the corner. There used to be a bar place down with, and it was real vague. And I remember the next time we were alone, I said to him, one thing is a man does, and women probably do this too, but I tied it to his manhood, you know. I said, one thing a man does is he learns how to give clear directions. A man should learn how to give clear directions. So if somebody says, you say, you know, east, north, south, east, and west, and you give really clear. And what's cute now is he's out in the southwest now. He's out of the police work and he's back into oil back in New Mexico and West Texas and all he does all day every day is he gives directions. I'm telling you how to give the most important directions in the world to people that are precious to God that you love or really should love. And I know you already know this a little bit, but it's just like strengthening that. And so what I want to do is I have a kind of a vision in my own heart and and the elders and the leaders in our church, we all shared this. And we all kind of came up with it together. To, we, we, we illustrated with that Bethel wheel. It's just our way of illustrating how to follow Jesus and how to help other follow, others follow Jesus. And the Bethel wheel is an illustration to get us to all pull in the same direction at the same time, doing the same thing so that people will, who are God will God and grow and not just come to the Lord, but grow in the Lord. And so one of the things I've always felt was it'd be great to have spokes in the Bethel wheel. That was where the bike thing came from. Did you catch that? Spokes 
Plus, I'm also craving riding my bike in the spring. But spokes in the Bethel wheel are how would a person make their way around the Bethel wheel and follow Jesus and help other people follow Jesus? And people frequently like to have specific things they can do. You don't have to use the tools I'm going to show you here in this series, but you can use them or modifications of them. And who knows, it might be your Charlotte that you get to help when very precious to God and, and their grandma is praying that somebody will explain the and that they hear it and that they will grow and follow Jesus. And what in the world is more important than that? What in the world is more valuable than that? What in the world is more fulfilling than that? What in the world is more rewarding than that? What in the world is a better way to use one's life than to follow Jesus and help other people follow Jesus? So these Folks, papers are simple little some of it just borrowed from other people that I've used over the years or I've found recently that have helped me. Now, you and I, we know that there are hard things all around us. We've already mentioned this, um, and we see it all the time. You just uh, you can look in the news, you can look at your Facebook feed if you do that, and what you see all around are very sad and disheartening and unchristlike and ugly and, and demonic and, and not pleasing to the Lord. You see that? We all see that. And yet, along with that, out on the horizon, if you pay attention to the progress of God's kingdom in the world, there are, there's a, it's imagine that we're in a drought and there's a cloud on the horizon in missional efforts in the world, there are movements of whole groups of people coming to God in on a miraculous. I was really sharp on this this week. A friend of mine, he said, "Ken, are you aware there are movements in North Korea? I mean, we're aware that the church is has been North Korea." has made these things illegal. He says there are movements of thousands of Jesus groups spreading across North Korea and movements of God and people in evangelism. Uh, not just warm feelings about God, conversions, repentance, baptisms, follow, forming churches, little clusters of Jesus followers and following God. In, in the world that's happening in places, in other places of the world, in movements, in huge movements, in, uh, and we could tell stories about that all day, and that's a lot of fun, actually, your podcast, and you can go on YouTube, and you can, you can track some of these things because they're just exploding all over the world. So at the same time that we have all the things that are dark, and maybe even you're here today, and maybe even you, your own heart, like you're like me, and you feel the brokenness in your own heart, you wish you could follow more faithfully. You wish you had followed more faithfully. You're grieved and sad because of mistakes that you've made. Or maybe right now you're here and you're just wrestling yourself with a really dark, you know, temptation that you can't overcome. Maybe you're, you're here right now and that's how you feel. I want to speak a hopeful word to you right now. God cares about that comes to us where we are in our brokenness. We're not going to surprise him even with the most shameful things that we wrestle with. We're not going to surprise him. Nobody's going to be more sympathetic. Nobody's going to be more loving 
if we're confused, nobody's going to have it clear. Jesus comes to us. So at the same time that we have these dark things around us and these dark things within us, God is doing things around us and in our world. Along with that, he's also given us a very clear command that never changes, and it's all throughout the Bible. I'll, I'll show you one that I showed you last week because it's so wonderful. I want you to see it again. It's in the book of Acts, and Acts is the, um, the book of Acts. You know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. Fifth book of the New Testament written by Luke in a little cluster, Luke, Luke Acts. Talks about the early days of the Jesus movement, the church. And it tells there at the beginning about when Jesus ascended back into heaven. It's just one of those wonderful stories of the Bible, the ascension of Jesus. Uh, the, the, Luke writes to a guy named Theophilus, obviously a Greek guy. In the first book, O Theophilus, I've dealt with all Jesus began to do and teach. He's talking about the gospel of Luke there. Until the day he was taken up, that's his ascension back to heaven after he died and rose again. Through the Holy Spirit, to the apostles whom he had chosen, he presented himself alive to them after his suffering by many proofs, appearing to them during 40 days and speaking about the kingdom of God. You should be going right now. Oh, like he died, he rose again, he met hundreds of people, he commissioned his apostles, he said, now, go tell people you saw me alive. And I died for, like, it's pretty incredible. It's shocking, breathtaking stuff. Now, verse 4, while he was staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which you heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now, which, which is short, is a theological shorthand for the Holy Spirit's going to indwell believers with power. Okay, this is why it's exciting. You think, well, I'm weak. Yes, you are. You, you're like I am. You're weak. You're inconsistent, like me. I'm ADD, I'm hyper, I'm, I confess to all of that stuff. However, however, he says, if you're my follower, I'll put my Holy Spirit within you. Now, that would give us, that should give us a little wind in our sails, no pun intended. That should, that should put a spring in our step. That should encourage us in our dark world with all these dark things that are going on around us to go, yes, there are dark things, but there's a movement of God. And yes, there are dark things, but I have the Holy Spirit living in me to empower me to serve him when I go and serve. And then uh, verse 6 says, so when they came together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And this is the end. Is this it? Is this, uh, and they said, and he said to them, this is Jesus, says, not for you to know the times or seasons the Father has fixed by his own authority, but here's what you do, he was saying. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be a witness to the resurrection. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and to the ends of the earth. That's staggering. Who said that? Jesus did to his followers. And then he ascended back into heaven. When he said these things while they were looking on, he was lifted up. A cloud took him out of their sight. They were gazing to heaven. Two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus who is taken up from you into heaven will come in the same way you saw him go into heaven. Now it's almost like he's going, now get at it. You heard, you heard what he said. 
Go do what? Be witnesses. Tell Charlotte and all the other little Charlottes. Yeah, just, just find a little Charlotte on your block. I'll tell you a story. Forgive me if you heard this before. It's one of my favorites. A lady is in my office one day. I say to her, are you Christian? She says, yes. I said, how'd you come to the Lord? She goes, my mom had mental illness. And so my home was very difficult because my mom struggled with mental illness. So when my mom had episodes, I had to leave the house. And she said, I would just walk down the street. And she said, there was a lady on 